Hello, and welcome to the series "Making Stewardship a Way of Life." This is episode seven, titled "Make Time, Not Find Time, for God." Your host is Father Andrew Kemberling, formerly the pastor of Saint Thomas More Parish in Centennial, Colorado. With Mila Gladava, the director of communications and stewardship, Father Andrew has written a book by the same name. It's based on their experience introducing a comprehensive stewardship program. At Saint Thomas More, where Father Andrew was the pastor for 14 years, the program provides a complete guide for individuals on how to approach, embrace, and practice the full range of stewardship in their lives. Here's Father Andrew. In looking at stewardship as a way of life, it's important to review where we were last time. We talked about redemptive suffering, and redemptive suffering sees suffering in a meaningful way as a gift that you give back to God. As we today look further into this spirituality, let us go and revisit how we look at time—time time in prayer. And when you look at time, time is a wonderful opportunity for us to take what we know from our science and apply it to an idea that religion already had. We already know from Scripture that. A day is like a thousand years, or a thousand years is like a day for God, and time and space are the same thing. Well, science really did discover this. It has figured out that time is relative, and that time was created as part of the Big Bang. And when you look at time as a gift that's given to us, so that we can take the time to pray. We need to look at the very nature of what time is. Time is a perspective. We have a perspective of time. Time is perceived by us as being past, present, and future. And we are asked when we pray to pray in what's called the present moment, right now. And when you can access that present moment. That's where you encounter the mystery of God and all the mysteries of God being timeless and spaceless. When you can be so focused on the here and now that you're not even one second ahead of yourself and not one second behind yourself, you're so focused on that center point of being in the now. An interesting thing happens for a person that prays. It's like you cross over this threshold. Of a spiritual experience, and you become in the presence of God. All time and space are present to that person. Everywhere is right here, and all time is now. That's what happens in advanced prayer, and that's important that you can give that kind of prayer back to God in thanksgiving for what God has done. When you get into that kind of prayer. And you then come back to your senses and back to the wake of day world. You're not even quite sure how long you've been praying. You literally have to look at a watch to see how much time you just took, because from your perspective, you've crossed into a different understanding of time. And so, when you look at time this way, it's a beautiful way of seeing God at every moment throughout one's life. It's a way of staying. In the present moment, when you stay in this present moment, 
and not get too far ahead of ourselves. When you're too far ahead of yourself, then you're worried and you're concerned about things that haven't happened yet. And if you are living in the past, you're sad and regretful. You're thinking about things that I could have done, should have done, or would have done. When you go to the very present moment, you get peace, serenity. And it's one thing at a time, first things first. When you can integrate that idea into your life, that's how you get peace. That's how you get serenity. That's how you get the gift of God's present back to us for giving him that gift of time in prayer. God will be generous with his presence and God cannot be outdone in generosity. As we look a little closer about making time for God, it's important to know that you will not find time for God. When you make stewardship commitments of time, one of the rules that I give to people is to make time for prayer. You have to set times that you're going to pray, such as morning prayer, evening prayer, prayer before meals, when you're going to have mass, when you're going to go in front of the Blessed Sacrament, because trying to find time will not happen. The devil will always tempt us with something else to do during that time. And when you set that time, it's important to know in advance you're going to miss. It happens to everybody that sets a time to prayer. So one of the rules for learning how to make a time to pray is not to get caught up. The devil will tempt us into believing that the prayers that we missed last time need to be done this time. It doesn't matter. It isn't a race. It's not a competition. You just pick up where you would be for that time only. Then you don't feel the burden to getting started again. If you're like two or three days behind, then you think, oh my goodness, this is going to be burdensome getting caught up. That's the trick of the devil. And so when we're trying to learn how to pray consistently as a gift back to God, don't be trapped into the idea that prayer is a burden. It isn't a burden. And when you learn that all you have to do is pick up where you would be at that moment, it's a great opportunity for you just to re-enter into that present moment. Now, again, the devil will try to tempt us with, you know, distractions, things that could have happened, would have happened. That's that fear and anxiety that can enter into a prayer life. It's important for us when we're praying to put those distractions into a discipline. And people say, well, what do you mean? Aren't you supposed to get rid of them? Well, you could do that, but you're not going to advance in prayer. What you'll actually do is discipline those distractions and exchange them for a religious distraction. So while you're praying your prayers, you are to then entertain a distracting idea that's actually a religious idea, such as Jesus being crucified upon the cross. So when you go to the fifth sorrowful mystery and they say meditate on the mystery where they're praying the rosary, then that makes some sense. Because the distraction is Jesus on the cross. You're thinking about that while you're praying. Well, then you're not being distracted about going too far ahead of yourself. You stay in the present moment. That's how that gift of prayer continues to be a bigger, larger, richer gift that you give back to God as we become closer and closer to God. When we can get that kind of praying that's available to us to give to God, then God is all the more well-pleased.
One of the other things that we have found in stewardship of prayer is to take this present moment and to bring it into our daily lives, living in the here and now. One of the ideas that I learned in the Benedictine monastery is that there is this idea that's called in all things God be glorified. And the Benedictines believe in praying always. The two come together something like this. The idea of having bells ring at the top of the hour, which we hear in society, that came from monasteries. It reminded people, are you praying this hour? And then they learned to do quarter chimes. Are you praying uh, at this quarter hour? Well, eventually you learn to be praying all the time. In all things God be glorified is a way of seeing God in everything. And the way we do that is by that consciousness of prayer. When you come out of prayer, you're like semi-conscious, and then you come back into the wake-a-day world, and then you have to go work. Well, when you have this hyper-consciousness, that's exactly what you bring with you in the work-a-day world. You're hyper-conscious of the presence of God. So you're not subconscious, you're hyper-conscious, aware of God at every turn, and you see God in everything, in all things God be glorified, and you pray always. Now, a question uh, for stewardship. Father Andrew, why is it important to renew our commitment to stewardship of time, talent, and treasure? The importance of making a commitment and renewing a commitment is that commitments grow in their size and the structure and how committed we are. What I have found is I like to use that example of a mother telling her son to go empty out the trash. Billy, empty the trash. Now stop right there. Is Billy really going to go on the first time you say, Billy, take out the trash? Billy might say something like, yeah, mom. And then she'll say, Billy, take out the trash. Yeah, mom. And then she uses his full name, William Johnson Smith, get that trash out. And then Billy says yes. So the same thing with us. We need reminding. We need a sheet of paper, something that like gets us committed. And then once we get that commitment, then we grow in our commitment. So next year, year after year, people grow in their commitment so that the first time you ask, they're ready to go. Eventually, you get to that commitment where it's a surrender, where the mother's about ready to ask Billy to take out the trash and he looks over. Well, he did it already without being asked. Well, that's the point. And I always say to mothers, don't like hold your breaths, mom and dad. (laughs) But I would say... A good steward learns to make that commitment over and over to the point where they grow in that commitment. When you grow in your commitment to God, especially as we look at prayer, then you see the growth that's within ourselves. That renewal that you do year after year, especially in prayer, lets us know if we're fresh in our prayers. I remind people it's important to change our prayers up sometimes. I've changed my prayer formula many times within my life, and I know that every time we do a prayer renewal, it's a time to ask, is that prayer formula getting kind of stale? 
Do I feel like that's a burden to me? Well, prayer is meant to be refreshing. And when you can change the different prayer styles, the different things we're praying for, be it public prayer or private prayer, we see the wide dimensions that are available for people in stewardship spirituality. Let us remember that you don't find time for God. You make time for God in prayer. Thank you, Father Andrew. You've been listening to the series, Making Stewardship a Way of Life, Episode 7, with Father Andrew Kimberling. The program is described in the book by the same name, which is available from online booksellers, and it's being embraced by individuals and parishes around the world. To learn more, visit the International Catholic Stewardship Council at catholicstewardship.com. Our music is from the band Sir Captain. Find them at sircaptain.com. Please join us for Episode 8 of Making Stewardship a Way of Life.